Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. The Hammer and Nigel Show. My name is Nigel. Guy Relford is filling in for Hammer. We'll go to the drivehubler.com hotline and bring on education journalists uh, from the Heritage Foundation. He's also an investigative columnist for the Daily Signal. Tony Kennett, one of our favorites. Tony, how are you? I'm doing good, Nigel. How are you? Uh, let's. You want to start out with something kind of fun? It's kind of depressing, but kind of fun all at the same oh, time. Kind I, of fun and depressing <laughs> is my favorite Indiana-themed segment. Did you see this clip of the professor at UC San Diego and how she's she? she I think this is a TikTok thing where she's saying she's giving all A's so she can decolonize her classroom. Here, here, listen to this real quick. What's up, y'all? Dr. Purity here, and I'm gonna talk to you a bit about how to decolonize a classroom and how I decolonize my teaching. So, first things first, we do not grade over here, okay? Anyone who takes my class automatically gets an A. They're told in the first week that they're gonna get an A. The only thing that's required is attendance, and I have weeks of um, excused absences built in so that if people are sick or they have family obligations, it won't affect their grade. So since I'm not grading them, I'm just giving them A's. Like, how do I know that they're doing anything? And how do I know that um, they're learning anything? Uh, and so I also don't give homework. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Uh, and I run a discussion style classroom. So um, my students and I have equal part when it comes to bringing information to the table. Um, we all sit together and share what we're talking about uh, and they get to use their critical thinking skills to apply the things they've learned in all their other classes. Uh, okay, I've had enough. Uh, Tony, I don't, first of all, let's, what does she mean when she's decolonizing a classroom? Like how, how does this work exactly? So there is this pathetic progressive idea that, uh, anything that was built by Western civilization. So this, this would be a Greek, Roman, Judeo, Christian, uh, civilization that kind of sprang out of that, uh, historical point is bad. And it's bad because it was associated for a while with things like slavery, even though every single culture on earth engaged in slavery. It was bad because uh, it has all of these lingering things like capitalism and free speech and the right to bear arms and all these other horrible, horrible things. So you have to decolonize. They claim that everyone is uh, like uh, to quote uh, the Black Panther movie. It's a you're a colonizer. You know, you're just some evil, mean person who yeah. has taken over everyone else's life. So in education, what that means is that you take out all influences of all Western stuff, and usually they mean they're going to take out anything that would. Uh, they usually try to you know tape it to slavery. They're like, well, you can't call it the master bedroom because that implies masters and slaves. You can't give people a grade because your people used to grade their slaves apparently, and and that's the same thing, even though that's not remotely at all the case or where that comes from. So that's what she's trying to do here. There's also the capitalistic meritocracy in which. What you work for and achieve, you earn. That's how you're scored. Uh, the results you bring to the table. Well, they say that's bad. Um, that's been a thing for quite a while. That's considered an aspect of white supremacy. And so she is trying to take a big cultural stand and say, well, in my classroom, uh, we're not actually doing any learning because learning is slavery. 
And so that's that's really the entirety of our argument. It's quite pathetic. You know, I see things like this, and I want to believe, and I do believe for the most part, that this is the exception rather than the rule, um, that this is not a normal thing. But I also believe, and tell me if you think I'm wrong, that this is... This kind of behavior, this kind of ideology and thinking is is a lot more common than we think it is in the classroom. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where it, it, I call this following the idea to the end of the sidewalk. So if you start along some kind of path and you say, I believe that capitalism is bad, you know, that it's a tool of Western slavery or whatever, then you actually have to start applying that to every area of philosophy in your life until you eventually reach very radical points like this professor is espousing. Now, a lot of teachers, most teachers are perfectly fine. They understand that, you know, these ideas are wacko and they're stupid and they don't actually make any sense. They won't encourage any student to learn. This is just going to be the easy A professor. And a lot of teachers don't care for that, but some of them are enticed by this virtue signaling, you know, taking down the systemic oppression. And this professor is near to the end of the road uh, of this ideology. So it's becoming more popular, but still the majority of teachers recognize that that's very stupid. Well, well, let me play you another clip here. This is, and I think they're being... I think teachers like the one we just played, educators, professors, uh, radical progressives, are being encouraged by people like the good Dr. Jill Biden. Um, This is her over the summer praising activist teachers saying schools are where policies become people. Listen to this. You turn down the news on the TV telling you about people who want to stop you from doing your job and you put your shoulders back and you just go out and focus on your students. Okay. There is so much weight on all of you, but you carry it. Our schools are where policies become people. Can you can you kind of break that down for us? That was uh, Dr. Jill Biden uh, earlier this summer speaking to a bunch of teachers. Um, you know, schools are where policies become people. What does that so, mean? You know, let's actually break things down into a little political etymology here. Uh, policies are ideas put forward. So what she has stated is that this system of policies becoming people is using schools to shove ideologies forward. So there are certain political points, perspectives, and ideologies that are governing the left. And these ideologies are what Jill Biden suggests should be manifesting themselves in students. And there's no other way to shape that. Um, I, I guess you could very vaguely say, well, our policies in health and safety means that our classrooms will be healthier and safer. Only she didn't say that. She said that teachers themselves, by advocating in a way that they find necessary, are putting forward these proponing ideas of the left. And even if a lot of teachers, you know, don't side with that and think that's nonsense, that is very concerning to hear from the first lady whose job, for some reason or another, has basically just become a weird policy advocate megaphone for uh, the president in office. Tony Kennett from Heritage Foundation, and uh, he's an investigative columnist for the uh, Daily Signal. Worked as a STEM administrator for many years for IPS uh, here on the Hammer and Nigel show. Pivot, let, let's pivot just a little bit. We we sort of touched on this last week, but it's it's kind of intensified a little bit. Uh, Mike Pompeo, former 
um, director of CIA and served, uh, was he, he was the Secretary of State from 2018 to 21. Looks like he's running for president. And I swear, I mean, he's got this plan. He's going after uh, Randy Weingarten again, the, the teacher's union chief. And he's challenging her to a debate. Um, she's challenging her on indoctrination. I believe you were the one that tweeted me, Weingarten, is talking about shutting down schools again. Uh, what's going on here? Yeah, so Randy Weingarten came out in the last couple of weeks and has been saying that RSV, which primarily affects younger children and infants, not even school-age children, uh, to the hospitalization records, RSV in uh, older children and adults usually is just a cold. But anyway, RSV, um, COVID-19 and the flu are, are ramping rampant right now. And so therefore, we need to shut the schools down again, or we need to consider shutting some schools down for a few weeks in winter to slow the spread. And that's what Randy Weingarten's message has been. And uh, hilarious. Obviously, this time, not even the state union chapters are getting behind her. Oh, wow. Uh, so in the Michigan Education Association, basically someone asked them recently what they thought about that. And uh, the lady very quickly, this the spokeswoman uh, for the MEA, basically just changed the subject immediately <laughs> because wow. they're just not on board with that kind of nonsense. Um, and which is interesting. Also, we haven't really seen Becky Pringle from the NEA, which is over the Michigan education association, the national level also hasn't really confirmed that. But what's interesting about Pompeo and, and Randy here is that no one cares who Pompeo is. Uh, he right. called her the most dangerous woman in the country, yeah. uh, which is quite the compliment. She's maybe the biggest clown in the circus. Um, she's not really, dangerous she's just a big goober uh I, so i don't know i mean yeah i good for him i guess okay. but i i don't uh, i just well, i think he's, that he's, he's just trying to get attention he's gonna run for president i think that's that's obvious that's what this is so so um uh, well, we need someone to fall flat on their face in the first two months of the primary <laughs> tony kennett here before we let you go just, just tell me about your new role what is the heritage foundation and then um, you're you're also a columnist for uh, the Daily Signal. What's going on there? This is new. Yeah, so uh, I just joined the Daily Signal team recently that's uh, by the Heritage Foundation. Uh, the Heritage Foundation is an organization that promotes uh, conservative values in the country, one of the oldest, one of the ones that has uh, stayed steadfast on actual liberty-based policy for the longest time. Uh, and in a lot of journalistic institutions, uh, I've seen recently so many education journalists uh, they just ignore stories that don't fit a political narrative. And uh, quite honestly, I'm tired of seeing so many parents' concerns ignored or so many individuals' uh, problems with the education system thrown off to the side uh, because, you know, they're not considered kind and loving enough. Uh, so in, in my clearest case here, racism is not equity. Sexual abuse is not love and affirmation. Hiding information from parents is not responsible. Mm. And no, reporting is not stochastic terrorism. So it really, it's those four things, those four ideas that led me to starting an investigative column series over at The Daily Signal. Uh, I'm actually going to be releasing a report on an Indiana school here in a couple of days, Colorado soon to follow. Uh, there are a lot of interesting things that parents have yet to see. And uh, there's a lot of stuff to uncover, so stay tuned. And, and where? Tell me again. Where could people specifically find your work, and where they 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 could find your um, social media stuff as well? Absolutely. So you can find uh, the work that will be coming out over at DailySignal.com, uh, and you can find uh, my stuff coming out as it releases over there. Also, you can follow me on Twitter over at the Tonist. 
and uh, I suppose here in a couple of weeks, I'm going to have to make some kind of Facebook page because God knows I've had enough DMs in the last couple of weeks asking me when I'm going to make one. So. All right, man. Tony, we love having you on. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care, Nigel. Thanks. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. We'll be right back.